What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Lou Bros Podcast. I am your host, Resident Daryl, and this week I got a very special guest. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump into the leaderboards. I'm going to kick us off with a toast. I'm going to do the backlog, beatdown updates, all that stuff. Then I'm going to jump straight into this week's official topic. It is an interview with an indie indie game developer. Uh, his name is uh, Luis Manos. I hope I said that right. I'm, I have a drummer named Luis. And sometimes I think everyone that's, that their name looks like Luis is Luis, Luis, Luis. Either way, uh, Mr. Manos was on the show talking about his studio, Set Apart Studios, and his game, The Land Between, coming out uh, 2023 on Steam. Hopefully, fingers crossed, on the PlayStation with some very uh, understandably att- attainable trophies. We will see. Uh, we had an excellent conversation. I asked for 30 minutes of his time, and he gave me well over an hour, uh, 51 minutes of it, believe, are, are the interview. And we had some before and after conversations. It was excellent. Excellent time. He will definitely be back on the show in the future. We had a really, really good conversation. I'm super thankful to have had him on the show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start this podcast off. Oh, yeah. With a toast to our Patreon producers, Sadik, Johnny. My name is Effing Mayo and MZ Effing Nitro. Guys, we have been recording nonstop throughout the week. Myself, Tricky Mick, Dan Evans, coming together and pumping out so much Patreon content. Guys, if you are listening to the Loot Bros Podcast and you're not a patron, you are missing out. Normally, you get the Super Loot Bros Podcast for at the $1 tier. You can get any bonus episodes we do of any of the other spinoff shows, all that stuff, early access, you know, the drill. And then you get the deep dive at the $5 tier. This month, because The Last of Us uh, HBO Max series has been going on, the deep dive has been spread out each and every week. Myself and Tricky Mick are coming together and we're cross-pollinating our Patreons, cross-pollinating our Patreons. So you're getting deep dives of each and every episode of The Last of Us, uh, full-on spoilers, very, very um, real, raw impressions of everything. We had some great conversations. It's been excellent. And so what we did was to get called up because the first two weeks, he and I, our work schedule was really crazy. We jumped and did three episodes back to back to back to back to back to back to back. So boom, you guys got three episodes of the Loot Bros podcast. I made that available at every tier for the Patreon for this particular series. So if you're a Patreon supporter at all, you will get access to our deep dives of the Last of Us HBO Max series. It has been an excellent series, and even the episodes that maybe didn't uh, hit the strongest for us have been excellent episodes when it comes to quality TV and production and storytelling. So this thing has been really hot. We've had a really good time having conversation about it. And I feel like we've had some conversations that maybe uh, not everyone else has had and come at it from perspectives that maybe not everybody else has had. Maybe we have, maybe we have it. I don't know. But both of us have played the games, uh, some of us sometimes more than once, and uh, it's been a good conversation. So that being said, you're also getting an episode of the Loot Bros Comic Cast this month. That's right. Myself and Dan Evans got together and we talked about a couple things. The new... James Gunn universe, the DCU, and our opinion, the sad state of DC, and just how 
what we could have had versus what we're getting versus what we think we're going to get, you know, is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? We, we definitely share our feelings on it. We talked tokenization of characters in comic books. We talked about just some of our issues with modern day writers. It gets really crazy. It gets really deep. So that is going to be available for the patrons as well. Um, I will kind of forewarn you, it is uh, very politically charged because uh, comic books have been so politically charged. So we try to do our absolute best to keep it in the realm of you know comics and what is going on. But we had an excellent time and we're going to come back. We're going to do a very special series. And again, more cross-pollinization. This is going to be a cross-pollinization between the Loot Bros podcast, Loot Bros comic cast, and the Godfo universe. So we're going to be coming together and we're going to do our own what-if series. So we're going to do a what-if series on, you know, kind of... If the if our I'm trying to think the best way to do it, I'll spoil it. If certain things in comics and certain things in the DCEU hadn't changed, what would we have gotten? What would we have liked to seen? So it is uh we got some cool stuff coming along. Handful of announcements, some of the stuff you'll hear in the show. Um, but as far as YouTube goes, I did finally break a hundred subscribers. Thank you guys so much for all the love and support. The videos are doing well, getting uh, much more views than I deserve. So I really appreciate you guys. If you haven't followed my YouTube yet, it is Resident Daryl on YouTube. We are rocking and rolling, putting out some content. I did come on here and say I was going to bump it up to two videos a week. And then the first week I did two videos, I got like really, really, really substantially less views on both. So I think I'm going to pause it, guys. I think I'm actually going to wait before I do two videos a week and kind of see. I might do two videos a week, one video a week, two videos a week, one video a week, because I don't want them to cannibalize each other. But the way it worked was this. I put two out, and then both of them got substantially less views than normal. Now, it could be bad thumbnails. It could be bad quality. I don't know. But then the I waited a week, put another video out at my normal time, and it got twice as many views as the previous episodes have or previous videos have, and I gained a ton of subscribers. So is it the content? Maybe. Is it the quality of the thumbnail? Also, maybe. Is it just luck of the draw? Maybe I landed in the algorithm, right? Maybe. So I'm going to keep playing around with it. I know I promised to, but I don't know that I'm ready to commit to it yet because I don't want to do myself a disservice, but we will see. I'm also going to play around with shorts. My daughter's been giving me some great ideas on some YouTube shorts, so I'm going to do those. So please, if you have not yet, go check out the uh, YouTube channel, Resident Daryl. Uh, my daughter and I have a second bet, guys. She beat me to 100 subscribers. She is currently at 114. I'm at 104. So I'm, clo I'm closing that gap. And the bet was I would pass her in subscribers in the month of February. And if I did, she has to buy me a pack of M&Ms. If I don't, I have to buy her a key lime pie, which would be the second key lime pie because she beat me to 100. So... We will see what happens. We've got some great, great videos coming up, guys. I picked up this past weekend. So this goes live Monday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Time. As of right now, I picked up 12 video game consoles in the past three days. I think I got less than $100 in all of it, maybe. I'm getting close to about 100 bucks in all of it. So very, very cool. No, that's not true. Probably about $140, we'll say, in all of them. So super, super excited about my pickups. I got a couple of Wii's. I got a couple of PS1s. I got an Xbox One, a 360. got a Game Boy Pocket in 
excellent condition. Got a Game Gear in excellent condition. A PSP 2001, which looks like the Fat you know, 1000 series, but it's uh, cheaper. It's, it's a pl- flimsier plastic. Um, very interesting model, that 2001. I've never... I don't think I've owned one of those in so long. I think the last time I had a 2001 might've been the God of War console. And I can't even remember if I actually owned it or if I just was using my coworkers. I don't even remember anymore. It's been so long, but picked up a 2001. Haven't tested it. I'm going to do an entire video guys of just testing these consoles. There's so many of them. I think I can make an entire video on just testing those. That'll be coming out pretty soon. So resident Daryl on YouTube, loot bros, uh, Patreon. If you haven't already, thank you guys for all of the support. And we're going to jump right into the backlog beatdown and the leaderboards. All right, the True Trophies Loot Bros podcast custom leaderboard. Tricky Mick in first place, straight up killing it. His latest trophy was in God of War Ragnarok on PS4. My man Tricky is whoring, making me proud. Second place, the Affectatious Daunt with 455 trophies. Uh, His last trophy was a matter of principle. That's very, uh, that's the name of the game, actually. It's the Asia stack. So 455 trophies. He's still doing great. Uh, third place, Steigen Wolf with 113, the last trophy in Jeopardy. Very nice. Fourth place, our Patreon producer, the man, Sadik, uh, playing some Fighting X Layer. Don't, I've never heard of any of those games. Well, I've heard of Jeopardy, but okay, let me back up. Never heard of uh, Matter Principle, uh, Fighting X Layer. Uh, and that's it. That's it. Those are the two I haven't heard of. So very nice. And then in fifth place, M, Ooh, this is a new one. So let's see. M E E C E goats a lot. So me see goats a lot. Messy goats a lot. I don't know. Somebody, you're going to have to help me out with that one. Um, new to the leaderboard. Glad to have you. Uh, miss goats a lot or Mr. Me see goats a lot. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the goats a lot. That's what I'm going to call you. Goats a lot. Uh, 71 trophies. Uh, latest trophy in Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Very nice. Uh, and then f- uh, sixth place. Uh, it is Mr. Matt spelled backwards. We're playing some Genshin Impact. That is awesome. 54 trophies, by the way. So that is uh, a nice one through six. Now, normally I don't go that far. Normally I do the top three or the top five. But since I saw some new names on there and Mr. Matt spelled backwards hasn't been in leaderboards in quite some time, figured I would stretch my legs a little bit. So very nice, guys. Loving all the action and all the people in the Loot Bros leaderboard. That is very, very nice. All right, checking out the Xbox leaderboard. And here we go. We got the top seven this time have some, some points on the board. So I'm glad to see it. First place, the Sultan of Simulation. I'm styling on your bro with 1,835 achievement points. Playing some Psychonauts 2. Very nice. Second place, I Drop Roaches. That's my cousin and former co-host of the show. Uh, Playing some Double I. uh, Double I. Jeez, help me. (laughs) GoldenEye 007. Close enough. That is awesome. I am super stoked to play that, guys. I'm going to try to sneak that in a little bit this week. I should, fingers crossed, have a lighter work week this week. So I should be able to get a lot of gaming done. We'll see. It's been a, it's been a wild few weeks wrapping up some of my management responsibilities and stepping out of my leadership position. So hopefully I got more time for games. We'll see. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'll actually get a bunch of loans going. 
Third place, GDI Master Ace with 280 achievement points, playing some Dead Space. Very nice. Fourth place, Sadik. Patreon producer Sadik. 190 achievement points, playing some Golden Eye 007. Or, what did I say earlier? Gold Double I? I don't even know. I screwed it up so much I didn't even remember. Uh, fifth place, HJD. 2011 hashtag 5279 uh that is harry gaz davis's son 150 achievement points playing some fifa 23 nice to see you continuously uh, uh on the leaderboard as a matter of fact it is nice to see this young lad in a higher position on the leaderboard than his dad week after week after week man and this guy runs a trophy rarity contest. Can you believe it? His son's showing him up week after week. Very nice. And I'm going to read number six on this one as well, just because Sony Pony to you playing some Hi-Fi Rush, 90 achievement points. Hey, I did not do a proper what have you been playing this week because we had our interview. And I tell you what, I tried Hi-Fi Rush. Somehow, some way, I'm going to get some people together. We're going to do a little bit of a recap on the Xbox developer you know, show maybe it's going to be during the main show. Who knows? But that was really cool. It was not supposed to be a place where you shadow drop a unannounced IP. And I got to say, guys, Hi-Fi Rush might be the best thing on Xbox right now. I am a little biased because my boy Shinji Mikami dropping some freaking games. And it's cool because it's a fast-ish pace, stylish, I'll say, uh, action rhythm game where you're Going around, you're smacking, dude, you're fighting, but you're fighting to the rhythm of a song that's playing. And if you hit your buttons in cadence, in rhythm with the beats that you, you know, kind of style up and, and flashy up your combos. So it's pretty, it's pretty rad. I like it. I think it's really cool. I'm not saying it's a perfect game, but the first hour that I played of it was really Really cool. It was a very great first impression. Now, the things I've read about it is that it stays pretty good, and that's what we need. And, and that is one thing that Xbox is doing, I think, pretty well right now, is they, even if it's not all of their games per se, they are you know accumulating a lot of uh, diverse and, and, and different style games on Game Pass. And then they're just like, hey, by the way, here's this new game we're doing. Boom. Shadow Drop on Game Pass. Let's rock and roll. So, very, very nice. I'm playing it on the Xbox One streaming on uh, through the cloud. Now, granted, I'm hardwired with a gig internet, a gig fiber, and it's good. And I was worried playing a game like this might not be the best, you know, streaming might not be the best way to play it, but so far, so good, guys. So, I definitely highly recommend Hi-Fi Rush, at least checking it out if you have Game Pass. So, that being said, let's head over to the Backlog Beatdown. All right, guys, here we go. The Backlog Beatdown for Back for Blood. We have I'm Styling on You, Bro, with 41 points. It won't be long before you add some more. It's about time. We got Duplex with 29. We got Diego with 28. Rebeer Rick with 18. Departed, glad to have you, with 13. Resident Daryl with 10. I put four points on the board this week. Finally beat Dead Space 2 and Gotham Knights, guys. Uh, deep dive coming in hot Gotham Knights that is going to be the next deep dive you guys get on the Patreon spoilers I enjoyed the game can't wait to talk about it next up we got Kali with 10 points we got Alex with 9 CJ with 9 JT with 9 Sadik with 9 Gaz 
I lose to my son on the leaderboards each and every week. Davis with eight. We got John Michael with six. We got we got the bearded nerd or one plat Zach, as Gas calls him, with six. We got James the Nerd with five. Dino Killer with four. I yield to no one with three. Sid with three. Uh, let's see. Jared has three. No, that's Sid with three. Jared has two. Uh, we got MZ with two and Noah the Builder with two. So very nice, guys. Very nice. The backlog beatdown has been a blast. Now, what I'm going to do is at the end of the show, I'm going to add in the Trophy Rarity Contest update. It is larger than previous weeks, but I think we can all agree these breakdowns have been excellent. It is a lot of work on, on behalf of Gas. Thank you so much for doing that. And... I can't wait to see who he roasts this week. So with that being said, we're going to jump into our interview. Thank you guys so much. Please stay to the end of the show for the Trophy Rarity Update. We will holler at you on the next one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Roast Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and today I have a very special guest. I have a indie game developer here. I know I promised you guys we would have more game devs on this year. We had a handful last year and we kind of took a bit of a break from the interview cycle that we were doing. Well, now we're back into it and we're getting ready to do a series of interviews with different creators, comic book creators, YouTubers, streamers, game devs, all that stuff coming right up. So today I would like to introduce uh, Louis Manos. Does that say your last name right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. How you doing, man? How you, how you, I would, I'm so glad to have you on. I know we talked briefly before we got on the show and started firing off on things. I'm really glad we were able to make this work and make it work pretty quickly uh, since we've been corresponding on Facebook. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I, you know, I truly appreciate you taking the time to, to, to have me come on and get to talk to you guys a little bit and get to know kind of what you're doing. Um, it's definitely been super awesome to, to kind of see the great things you're already doing on this show. And um, I'm getting a kick out of a lot of your YouTube videos, you know, especially the one with you and your son kind of going to these different locations and checking out video games. Thank I've you, been uh, just having a hoot, you know, cause it's something that me and my daughters do. So it's, it's, it's interesting for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, we uh, we just, as a matter of fact, you know, a little, little bit of housekeeping, we just pl- dropped a new video. Um, today, as of the recording, this is going to go live. It, this is a Thursday. This will go live on a Monday morning. So you guys will have already seen the video is live. And this one was a wild one because we found this random warehouse on the side of the road as we were leaving some of the flea markets and stuff we were we were visiting. And uh, we drove across town about an hour or so away, maybe an hour and 30 minutes away from actually where we live. And we hit three flea markets, which I didn't show those in the video. That'll be in the next one. But we're leaving. We're getting ready to go to the interstate. And we see this warehouse and it's just filled with junk. Like it's, And on the side of the road, it looked like they had tables set up for like a yard sale. And we're like, oh, so my sons or excuse me, my son and my nephew and I were together on this one, my oldest and my nephew. And they're like, dude, we got to go there. We got to go. We got to so turn around and we park on the side of the building and it's just junk as far as you can see. It just looks like piles of trash. And we're like, oh man, you know, there's probably going to be nothing here, but whatever. So <laughs> we go and the first box I walk up to is filled with Blu-ray and anime. Oh, wow. And that's a good sign, man. That's a good sign when they're, you know, when you walk up and you see Blu-rays and anime, there's definitely you know, 
you tend to find them together. You know, I, I say in the video once that where there's smoke, there's fire. And we're like, yep, there's a game in here somewhere and we're going to find it. And so my, uh, my nephew and my oldest son, they just start diving in. We, I start diving in and sure enough, we find a bunch of cool stuff. And so that video dropped, but that is the closest thing I've ever been to dumpster diving because, uh, I got a little backstory actually on the guys that own this place today from someone else, uh, who, who goes there. And he said, yeah, they buy storage units. They box everything up and they just dump it in the warehouse, like literally oh, wow. just dump it in there. So you dive in, you find stuff, then you got to find them and ask them what they want for it. Yeah. And yeah. so it was cool because I posted the video and I had two people comment that they've been to the same place and they know exactly oh, that's what crazy. I was talking about. I was like, that's, that's wild. I, I thought I found this random, you know, hole in the wall. So I appreciate you checking them out. Listeners, if you're, if you're, if you're, Hearing me and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know you were doing YouTube. Yes, just a few weeks back, we started a YouTube channel. It is Resident Daryl, my gamer tag, and it is myself. Sometimes it's my youngest son. Sometimes it's me and my daughter. Sometimes it's my oldest. Sometimes it's all three. My nephew's gotten involved. My dad's involved now. My brother's involved. Like It's like all of a sudden, everyone in my little family, minus my wife, she really hates going. Um, <laughs> They all, they're, they're going with me and we're just like looking for video games, action figures, uh, things we can resell on the internet, make a little bit of a profit, roll right back out there and buy some more. So, um, something we've been doing that hasn't been on the most recent videos, but you'll start to see is on the way there, we're kind of calling our shot Babe Ruth style. It's like, all right, boys, what are we going to, what are we going to get? What are we looking for? And nice. so it's been really fun because my, my youngest he watches all the reseller videos online. So he watches like your bearded thrift machine, your Harry yeah. tornado. Uh, he watches, um, uh, tronic, whatever that guy is that fixes all the consoles and stuff. My kids, my kids eight and the one in the, uh, in the anime expo video. And he's just, he's so fascinated with it. And he's like a little sponge. He just like soaks up everything. He's like, oh man, these things are valuable. If we find them, we can sell them. We can make money. We can go back out and buy more stuff. No, that and is so cool. <laughs> it really is. It's been it's been fun. It's been and so we go out and we find a bunch of cool stuff. And he's just like, Dad, 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 Dad. Seriously, I saw this on a video. This is worth money, and uh, it's been fun. So the so I do appreciate you checking them out. I, I, you know, anyone who's listening, definitely check the videos out because they're getting better. Maybe not the quality, maybe not the voice behind it all, but the actual intent <laughs> is getting better. And my ki my kids are just blowing my mind with just how they're they're involved and they're like, man, this is, this is pretty cool. And then whatever they find, if we flip it, they get the money. So it's like oh, easy. Awesome. Yeah. So, so definitely resident Daryl on YouTube. If you're, if you get a minute, check it out. We definitely appreciate it. Also, Lubros podcast guys, we have a Patreon. We definitely want to give a shout out to all of our Patreon producers, all of you guys that support us each and every month. We couldn't and wouldn't do it without you. So definitely appreciate that. And if you're listening, you're like, oh, pay, you have a Patreon. What's on your Patreon? We've got multiple tiers, lots of extra content. This month specifically, myself and the host of the Trophy Horse podcast, we have been coming together each week and we're doing a, a review on The Last of Us HBO Max series. Oh, that's and so cool. <laughs> it's, been, it's been wild, man. It's been wild. I, I was... I was worried it could go either way. It's either yeah, going to be good or it's going to be bad. Uh, and uh, and so far, the um, first couple episodes didn't disappoint. So we just did a, a recording of the first three episodes. They are released all on the Patreon. And then we are recording from now on. We're called up together because work schedules got in the way, but we're, we're called up. So now 
after each episode, the next morning we're going to record together and uh, give you our thoughts and our breakdown on the episode. So, so far that's been pretty good and the reception has been pretty good on those two. So thank you guys for checking it out. Now that's all of my BS out of the way. <laughs> so it, the floor is all yours. Uh, why don't you start off by telling us, you know, what's the elevator pitch for what your game is. And then from there, how you got into game development. So the land between is a third person puzzle platform jumper action fantasy style game it's kind of like your basic mario mixed in with a little bit of zelda and just a lot of plot twists um so i kind of got into this whole game development thing back in it was like 2018 into 2019 i was finishing up my degree in in uh, cybersecurity, and we were taking this animation class and one of it was to use unreal engine and i just got hooked it was so good and so interesting and in how to get everything to work and everything and so i started my journey there trying to um develop um games and everything and i remember i had this just real trippy dream um it was crazy and i told my brother about it and he was like you know you should make a video game about this and i was like ah, okay we'll see maybe i'll write the story out and everything and kind of go from there and as i wrote the story out and had people checking it out they're like man this is going to be really good and so i started working on this this game it was called um slayer of seraphim and uh it's a cool name it was you know, something, it was very Last of Us status with like a little bit of parkour, a little bit of, you know, third person shooter slashing, um, just really crazy. And then um, right as I'm like beginning to jump in head first, um, I get a call um, saying, hey, so before I guess I go into that, um, uh, I'm, I'm part of the, the California National Guard. And so this is where I, I get this call saying, hey, did you volunteer for this deployment? I'm like, no, our deployment's not for another two, three years. They're like, well, I got good news and bad news. The good news is, is um, you're going to get paid. But the bad news is, is they're they're pulling you without volunteering you know your name's getting pulled into the the hat and so so within two months my family had to get ready to to bounce and so or at least i had to get ready to leave them here and so that whole process you know took its toll and i have uh, i have three daughters one on the way now um congratulations ah thank you thank you yeah we're super excited and uh Anyway, my daughters, they were like, you know, hey, why don't, you know, because I couldn't take my whole system and tower and everything and to try to move everything onto a laptop was just going to be chaotic. And, you know, my my daughters, they were like, hey, why don't you make us a game? And so I was like, you know what? Why not? And so I was like, I started developing this real, you know, fantasy style game, almost like an Alice in Wonderland, uh, you know, Chronicles of Narnia and... uh I started playing, you know, just to really just to kind of keep myself busy while I was overseas and had these, you know, rough, tough infantry dudes playing this 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 character of a little girl running through this forest and everything. And they're like, you know, man, this is this is pretty good. Uh, you going to you going to be selling this. <laughs> 
And uh, it kind of got me thinking, you know, I was like, you know what, why don't I, I share this with, with other people? And so I've gotten a lot of great feedback from people and um, getting involved and uh, people have been super supportive. Um, and so once I got back from the deployment, I started kind of spreading the word. And uh, that's actually how I came across you. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Yeah, it was awesome. I actually saw you in a group that we're both a part of. I believe I saw you the first time in like a Christian um was it a Christian game dev group yeah. or was it just a because I'm in so many. I'm in Christian game devs, I'm in Christian um uh uh music, I mean like ton of Christian music groups and stuff nice. like that. So I, I saw in there you talking about your game or whatever. I'm also in several indie just indie dev the indie dev games. Um yeah, excuse yeah. me, indie dev groups. And so I saw that you had like a little trailer or whatever. And I was like, the, as soon as I, I, I watched the trailer, I was like, Oh dude, that's got Chronicles of Narnia vibes right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so that's when I was like, Hey man, if you ever want to come on and talk about your game, you know, I was like, feel free to, to jump on. And what usually happens in this situation is, is twofold. A, the uh, most of the game does I reach out to are like, you know what? I'm not very interesting. I don't, I don't know what to say. Which, believe it or not, happens a, a ton. I'm like, man, you're making a freaking video game. What's more interesting <laughs> than that? I mean, <laughs> you know, like you've got a vision and you've got talent and you are making it happen. Like, like, come talk to me. Um, and the other is, you know, I'll, I'll, especially in some, I won't say all, but some of the the Christian circles, it's like, oh, well, I mean, you know, I'll check out your show. They'll check out the show and then they'll listen to you know, a bunch of my dudes dropping F-bombs and talking about all, you know, we have guys right into the show talking about um, you know, Amber Heard pooping in Johnny Depp's bed. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're not we're not going over there to talk to those guys. <laughs> so I was very appreciative that you uh, that you were like, hey, yeah, I'll definitely come on there and, and talk about my game. So that's pretty awesome stuff. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Heck yeah. So, um, you know, and yeah, we, we did meet on that. I think it was the Christian Gamers facebook group and sweet, um, sweet. yeah I, yeah that's where i i dropped the trailer and had people kind of give their input and everything and um you know i the game in itself like i've had so many people play it to you know they they don't believe in god and everything which is fine it's totally cool because i mean the land between it's just a great story um but there are so many faith-based easter eggs within them you know, there are so many different things that simply tell, you know, people, you know, God loves you and he has an amazing plan for your life. And um, but aside from that, it's just a really good story. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to I want to back up just a minute before we get too much farther in the land between because you said that you started working on a Last of Us style or Last of Us inspired game. So, so what happened there? I know you said that you, know, you couldn't necessarily work on it when you were being deployed. Is that something that you might go back to one day or, or, you know, what's kind of going on with that project? Yeah. So that project is like the story's completed. Um, the game has already been started. Um, so it's definitely something, it's kind of like that, that dream game that I have, but it had so many different mechanics that um, again, was going to be way too much. And so trying to you know separate time between work family and then development um you know you kind of have to set those priorities and i was like i really want to work on this game but um there's like another like four games behind it that that 
um, I've kind of prepared. Um, you know, this one's very kid friendly. Um, but the other ones that I've been developing over time, you know, just with the story and everything, they, they become very, they're very dark in the sense of, um, you know, and I say like Last of Us, I mean, I'm nowhere near what they, they've got, but the story is something that, that that's where I'm at is I can tell a good story. Um, definitely nowhere near being like a superb, um, you know, game developer, but, you know, I'm hoping God will use, you know, my gifts and talents to do something amazing with it and that, uh, you know, people, you know, will enjoy it, uh, more than anything. Heck yeah, dude. That's awesome. So it's so funny that you, you, you bring it up that way because, uh, we had the, um, we had Kenneth Dunlop on, he's the developer for super space galaxy. And it's, he was like, I'm working on this like open world space shooter and I love open worlds. I, I'm, I love space shooters. I love yeah. shoot 'em ups. I, I mean, I just, I love freaking games, man. So like I, I, there's just so much stuff that I'm into. And I was like, dude, come on the show and talk about your game. And we were just kind of doing some kind of behind the scenes talking back and forth. And, and because I write music and I, and I, and I do some music production stuff, he, we, we were talking about doing some music for the game or whatever. And when he was like, man, you know what I really love? There's this horror game I'm working on that like, I'd love for you to do some stuff for that, but that's like behind super space galaxy. Like I got to get through this game. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now horror games are my favorite. You know, anybody yeah, who's listening yeah. to the show knows that that's, that's my jam right there. And I was just like, what is this? I was like, dude, I'll make anything you want. I'll do anything you want for super space galaxy. If you give me a shot at the, uh, <laughs> at the horror game, that's like, yeah, that's awesome. That's like bucket list stuff right there, man. So that's, that's really cool though, because that tells me as a creative that you, your brain is working and, and it's multi-layered. It's like, I've, I've got this project. I've got to get this done, but my, my head's already five steps forward on the next thing. And like, yeah, you're constantly moving and churning it. And it's so funny because I had a conversation with Dan Evans today and listeners of the show will know that is the writer of the Godfo universe. He is not only a musician, a writer and a bunch of other things. He's a game dev and he's working. on So, so with Godfo, the Godfo universe, he's making, they've, they've written a novel. There's, I mean, that's already done. They're, they're writing yeah. out their comic book stuff. Now they're, they're getting ready to release volume one this year. And he's right. They're making short films to support it. We're working on a, I don't want to call it a podcast necessarily because it's way more than a podcast. It's like an audio drama of what they call the lamentations, which are like, like diaries in the Godfoot universe, essentially. And they're going to be support pieces for their project. And, but he's also working on a game and he and I are going to do a convention this year together, which will be my first con that I've, that I actually set up at. That's so cool. Uh, it really is. Thank you. I, I, and, I, and I, that's probably a, an announcement I should make on the show officially <laughs> is that I was actually, uh, I have my first ever con, um, po- uh, podcast panel approved at a con. So not only am I going to set up at the con for the first time, but I'm also approved for a panel. So um, Dan and I are going to talk, you know, horror in video games because it's actually a, a horror convention. So He's like, man, I really want to have, uh, I want to make sure we have power at our at our little table, our little booth area, so I can, you know, show off a demo of the game. And it's just, you know, the most recent three game devs I've talked to are all in the same headspace where it's like, I'm working on this thing, but I'm also <laughs> working on this thing. 
And that is something that resonates with me as a creator. Cause you're like, yeah, I'm working on this song, but I'm also working on this thing. I'm also yeah, working on this yeah. thing. It, there's something about your brain that just, it, it just moves like that. And you have to get that stuff out, man. So yeah, I think that's really cool. So I didn't want to derail too far from the, the land between because, you know, I really want to dig into that some more. So when you said that your uh, that your daughters asked you to make them a game, I'm assuming that means that not only do do they know that you game, but y'all game together, and and they're they're gamers as well. Yeah, yeah. So they, you know, they've been playing video games. So it was something that we did kind of as as a family. Is like my wife plays video games, I play video games. Oh, that's awesome. And so getting to play with them, you know, even my youngest who's four. I mean, she doesn't know what she's doing but she's smashing buttons and she sees right. you know at least the other characters dying so she's like i'm doing something right and so yep. um so yeah we'll do a lot of that stuff together and so it's been great especially developing this one because even actually the the voice actor for the little girl is actually my oldest daughter oh that's so and cool yeah she so she's gotten a kick out of it my um my middle daughter she's um one of the voices in the the game as well um, and so they just, you know, they love doing it and everything and they love testing it. And so they're like, you know, can I, can I play the game? Can I test it? And, um, I want to try doing this and in, in this level and everything. And so the, the interesting thing is like the game is done. I finished it probably in about four months, but it's just been a process of polishing all the levels, you know, getting all the voice actors for it um you know trying to clean up a lot of the bugs and the glitches that come with it um but um, they've been just super excited to, to to be a part of that really dude that's that's so cool like it's so funny because like i always try to involve my children on everything like they've been on the podcast we'll talk video games we'll talk we've done reviews together um we've done some music stuff together uh like I was actually watching a video. I, I reposted on Facebook today one of the first little um, unboxing videos that my daughter did. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, actually, I posted on Facebook because it was originally just a video I released on Facebook. I never put it on YouTube or anything like that, which I, I still haven't. But it was kind of one of the first like little editing projects I'd ever done with video. Like I've done audio editing for years, but haven't done too much video and it's so funny because she's doing this unboxing and then my youngest keeps crawling around the corner and every time he does i have like this um it's like duh kind of pop up whenever he, he like he shows up where he's like photobombing her video yeah. and stuff like that and uh it's was, it was, it was really funny we were watching that together and you know my daughter's got her little youtube channel where she creates little shorts and stuff and 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 that's just kind of like i don't like I, I launched my YouTube channel because she was doing hers. I said, well, I, <laughs> I was like, you know, there's a lot of other, I've told the story on the show. There's a lot of reasons why I decided to do one. And, you know, one of the reasons was because I was going to compete with her. Cause she was like, just kind of casually making these little videos or whatever. And I was like, I bet you, if I start a YouTube channel, I'll make it to a hundred subscribers before you do. She's like, no way, dad. And so we had this little competition. I said, all right, the winner buys the, uh, excuse me, the loser buys the winner a key lime pie. Cause we both, we, my daughter and I both love key lime oh, pie. That's awesome. And sure enough, she, she beat me. She beat me by like 30 subs. Like she killed oh, wow. me. It was awesome. That is impressive. It, it was good. But see, you know, you know, they say with, with any kind of content creation and any kind of stuff, like the first 100 are the hardest getting started, getting in front of people. And, um, 
I was like, uh, I, I kind of spurred her along, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't have to have a bunch of subscribers to do my thing or whatever. It'd be great if I do, if I, if I don't. Okay. Um, but I was just kind of like, uh Oh, my video got nine more. Uh Oh, <laughs> I got 30 subscribers this month. And it would push her to put out another video. And she started kind of like, you know, what's trending. And we kind of, ha- we have their, their stuff kind of locked down as far as access to the internet and things like that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we got to be super careful, but, and I'm involved in all that stuff. So it's not like, I'm like, Oh, just go Google what's out there. Like we were working on it together. And then, uh, I was her 100th subscriber. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was awesome. So it's so funny because I, you know, but it's just, just get involved, you know, yeah, like in, yeah. in it's something that, you know, granted that's not the same scale as, you know, you developing a video game and having your daughters in it. But you know, just as, from a dad you know, who's trying to be involved in your child's life, I totally yes. resonate with what you're doing because they'll never forget that. Your daughters are never going to forget that you made a game and they were in it. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's so true. And I, I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, I think, you know, so on the, on the side, I work as a, as a trauma counselor. And so I come across so many kids who just, you know, they don't have their dads. They don't have, you know, one parent or the other. And, um, you know, this game kind of really speaks to that. Um, cause the part of the story is actually a, a dad and a daughter, um, without giving away too much, but, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's focused around that. And it's so the, you know, being able to just have that with them and share that with them, just like you said, it's something that's going to resonate for the rest of their lives. You know, they're going to remember the little things that we do as, as parents and just, um, celebrating that time with them. And so I think that's awesome. Yeah, dude, that's that's so cool. I love hearing that. So, all right, so let's get into some details on the game. Let's get into some details on your background, your interests, and things of that nature. So, you said uh, it was a fantasy platformer. So, there's some action in there. So, what what are some of your you know your gaming inspirations? What are things that you're drawing inspiration from? So for this one, it was super simple because of the, the, the laptop I was taking. I was literally borrowing a, a day-to-day laptop on this deployment. Um, there wasn't a whole lot I could do without it crashing. And so I was like, I need to keep this as super simple as possible. Make it a simple, you know, basic jumping mechanics and everything. But it kind of morphed into other things. There's zip lines and bouncing flowers. And obviously you get to ride a lion and and attack with the lion all these different things Heck and yeah. bosses and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so a lot of the, the inspiration came from like Zelda. My daughters love playing Zelda. And so um, that's always been a, a huge kind of a staple when, when, uh, when we play here, you know, the, all the older ones um, like Ocarina of Time and everything. It was funny. I had shared a video. Um, it was one of the cutscenes to the, to the level and they're like there's people online they're like hey you know this kind of reminds me of like the Deku tree or the forest temple and everything i was like yes so um that's awesome that's that's where kind of a lot of the the inspiration came from was just kind of that old nintendo 64 style game yeah dude that's that's awesome that's awesome okay so um i would ask then what were some of your uh I guess, favorite consoles over the year? Like, are you a Nintendo guy? Are you kind of play a little bit of everything? Are you a PC guy? Like, uh, So I started, you know, with like your 
Nintendo, like the old, old console and everything, Sega, you know, 64. Um, And so playing a lot of the older games, um, I never got to do anything with Atari. I never got to play that. Um, But everything that came out, you know, I was blessed enough that, that my parents were... Um, able to to share that with me you know it's funny i grew up playing video games with with my parents even though they had no clue what was going on just simply having them there playing with me was enough and so everything xbox and everything and it's funny because um i had never really um invested in a in a playstation and one of my buddies at, at basic training he was like have you played the last of us and i was like no i've i've heard about it i was like but i don't have a playstation he's like Go get a PlayStation, play the first 15 minutes of the game, you'll be hooked for the rest of your life. And uh, yeah, sure enough. We all say that. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, like, it was funny because that's the pitch that I gave my wife too. I was like, just play the first 15 minutes. That's all you need. And sure enough, she played the first 15 minutes and she got hooked. And so, yeah, um, so I've dabbled across several different consoles. Um, PC's kind of been the, the last rung on the, on the, on the ladder, if you will. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That, well, our, our platform, we tend to lean heavy on the PlayStation. Although, you know, I brought on some Nintendo hardcore to kind of balance the scales a little bit. I'm a, just a diehard PlayStation fan. The, the games nice. that come out on PlayStation, they just appeal to me. I think it's awesome. And uh, so my next question is going to be, seems to how you've kind of framed the, the systems that you jump on. How do you feel about like trophies and achievements and things like that? I think it's it's great to reward the player. I mean, when you when you do something that's maybe hidden or like you're kind of going out of your way to to you know, try to find something that may or may not be there and you find something and you get an achievement for it, I think it's it's something that it's always like, you know, oh, that was cool, you know, I didn't expect that. Yeah. And so um yeah, that's the interesting thing with with this game is there's several different little hidden things throughout the game. I mean, like a child can pick it up, play it and play through from point A to point B. Um, but if you take the time to, you know, pick up all the different little, um, you know, rewards or the, you know, in, in the game, there's these little butterflies and everything you access memories and you see the deeper parts of the storyline, kind of the darker parts to the storyline of what happened to this little girl in, in, in real life, if you will. And so you have those, you have different little, you know, trinkets that you can pick up. And once you, you know, collect them all, you get this achievement and everything, but each little trinket um, gives you kind of a, a backstory again to, to the deeper part of the game. And so to really understand the full concept of everything that's being played in the game, you really have to kind of really pick up everything, if you will. Oh yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's very cool. Very cool. So now you have, uh, you started your own studio. It's called set apart studios. Yes. All right. Is there anything, uh, anything significant about the name, you know, or, or starting the studio or is that something you did just so that you could release your game? So, um, you know, it's interesting, you know, we were talking before that you were in a, in a Christian metal band. I was in a Christian screamo band, um, growing up and, um, yeah, we would tour and everything we'd record and it was just a blast. I loved it. And, 
Um, when we were first trying to come up with names, um, one of the, the it was out of this the scripture verse that you know um, where where God's t- telling Ananias, you know, I'm going to set apart Paul for something um, something bigger, you know. And so, but that Greek word is is Hagaizo, and I was like, that would be such a cool name. And the guys were like, nah, not going to happen. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, whatever. And but that that word set apart has always stuck with me. And so, um, you know, I I told myself if I ever do anything with it in any kind of direction or like any kind of business or something, I'd love to use that that concept of being set apart, something that is made for something bigger. Dude, that's so cool. That's so cool. What did you play in your uh, screamo band? So I was the um, rhythm guitar and screamer and vocalist. I kind of jumped between singing and screaming. Um, and then, uh, um, yeah, then we had, you know, the lead guitar, bass, and, and drums and whatnot. But, yeah, that's what I was doing. Heck, yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, we played um, – we, we started in 2006 back when it was – I guess considered screamo, but we were like, no, 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 we're, we're, we're metalcore. We don't just, and we, we incorporated some singing, but they, for us, it was a lot of, a lot more of the, the screaming nature. Nice. Nice. And then we went, we just have been, even now, even as nearly 40 year old adults, we're just so just sold out on heavy, heavy music. Yeah, yeah, and it's like the heavier the better. It's like it's, <laughs> there's just no real limit to how heavy we can we want to go. Yeah, and uh, so we we got ended up venturing into the deathcore kind of scene, and we opened oh, really? up. Really? Yeah, dude. We actually we actually opened up for Flyleaf. Um, we opened up for Impending oh, Doom. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. We played with the Chariot. So um, we played with just so many huge bands, man, and just like people that we looked up to, and it was just like. You're the reason why I picked up a guitar. Yeah, uh, you yeah. Know, you've heard of the band Corn, right? I mean, yeah, of course. Okay, so Brian Welch, the guitar player, you know, years and years ago, he left the band because he, you know, got off drugs, got cleaned off alcohol and stuff, and found Christ. Yeah, yeah. And he originally started his project just under his name, Brian Head Welch, and then he started the band Love and Death. Well, I was fortunate enough to be able to play Cornerstone Festival with, you know, Brian Headwelch slash Love and Death. No oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, dude. And for today and all those guys, uh, POD. So we got to do just some really, really, really cool stuff, man. And it's like, man, I just, I, it, even the re- that's, that's part of the reason why I podcast now is because yeah, yeah. we, we, once we started, when we all started having kids and we st- stopped traveling and we stopped trying to per, you know, pursue our rock dreams. Yeah, yeah. It was like, what do I do with all this gear? We've got <laughs> microphones in for everything, you know? Yeah. And amps to the, I mean, I had so many amps. So I just started selling and trading my gear off. And I was like, it, we joked because me and the guys, when we would get on the road together, I mean, it was just the most ridiculous stuff. We would say and do, we were just always making each other laugh. And it just, yes, you know, yes. Just being so silly. And there's a camaraderie that comes with being on the road together. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. there's just so much fun. It, it, you just can't, you, you just can't. We were joking. We're like, man, if we had a microphone with us everywhere we went, this would be comedy gold. Yes. Yes. We're always laughing. And so and that's how this, this show started because it was the, the leftovers from Ninja Loot, which was the name of our band. Terrible name. It's a video game name. <laughs> and it was like the leftovers of Ninja Loot. So we started 
our our podcast and it was called Remember the Loot. And oh, that's cool. Almost like an ode to the band, you know? And then we made some changes, you know, and stuff. And then we we're like, all right, we're just going to call the podcast The Loot Bros because you th- the three of us that started it, we came from the band. That's and, so cool. Uh, you know, and then I had always joked that I was going to get my brother actually, you know, on the show and, and you, you know, make the bro- the actual brother part official but yeah sure enough it just stuck so uh, that's really cool i had a feeling that you know, the set apart was not just like oh this just you know not of this world you know a trinity christian slang yeah. that, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> that there was a story behind it man so that's really dope especially because you come from we come from a similar background that's yeah that's yeah totally cool i had no idea by the way listeners i didn't know <laughs> uh, I had no idea that this was going to be, uh, I'm, I'm smelling my own over here, you know, <laughs> another brother who played in a, in a, in a screamo band. And, uh, I would definitely identify as a rhythm guitar player. I'll be it, it, it. There were several years where I was the only guitar player. So I was, you know, rhythm is about as best you're going to get out of me. Oh man. It's funny. Cause we were kind of the same thing. We were kind of stuck between, you know, just a, a guitar bass and drums for like the longest time we got, finally got a lead guitar player to to jump in with us but i'm right there with you you know the the road trips were like the best part we would go to like different like youth groups or churches and we were just kind of like anywhere that would let us play really and uh we do these these huge rock concerts at the you know like during like the end of the the weekend type thing retreats i remember we opened up for a band called ever stays red um and that was kind of where we kind of took off where people were like, Hey, you guys did that. And so they would, but I mean, we were just teenagers at the time. We never really got the chance to really pick up and go. Heck yeah, man. That's still really cool though. I mean, and it doesn't, it's just like I say with anything else, you don't have to be huge to be satisfied and to be impactful, man. And we, uh, yeah. we were never a huge band. I mean, we played some, some killer shows and we played some festivals and we got some really good opportunity. You know, we got to open for Memphis Mayfire before they blew up. We oh, that's so cool. They are so Dude, awesome. Yes. Back when they were, a little, they were still straddling that line of, you know, your, your post hardcore and your, um, Southern metal. Like when they were, yeah, uh, yeah. when they released that ginger Vitus song on, e- on that EP or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we got to open with, we came as Romans. We got to open up for mm. those guys. Um, so, we, man, we got to do some really cool stuff, dude. And it was it was so much fun, you know. Uh, and, and the best part was that building that camaraderie, being on the road. And, and we, yeah, yeah. because we were all Christians, we opened up our practice spot to anybody who wanted to come hang out with us. That's so, so cool. We would rent a storage unit, and our storage unit was essentially, you know, we rehearsed one or two times a week if we could. But we played a, a ton of shows. We had shows every week. So it was kind of like... We'll rehearse the night before if we can, you know, just kind of run through the set and we would open it up and young people would come to our storage units and just hang out and they would mosh and they'd, you know, cut up with us. But we were that, <laughs> we were that group that was like, we, you know, just like that guy that you said you invited you in as a creative to give you feedback. Yeah, yeah. We were that group that was like, if we said, hey, come find us backstage and talk to us, we would stop what we're doing and, and have those conversations with you. And you know, building those relationships with people mattered to us and, and it still matters. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that was, I know that when I've met people that are, that play music and they didn't have time for me, it really hurt yeah. the yeah. image and that I had of them, you know? 
And you don't know everyone's circumstances. I, I get that. You know, it, it, everyone's entitled to having a bad day. And so it was just one of those things where I was like, well, I don't want to have a bad day, you know? Yeah. And I, I try not to have bad days with the podcast, although I do, you know, <laughs> so I just try to make sure that like, it, this might be the only opportunity I have, you know, to, to meet, to talk, to influence or to, to help this person in whatever way. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So. That's just, that's really cool, man. I'm glad we got just, you know. Yeah, no joke. You know, I love the way you had put that, you know, being able to just kind of engage people um, at their level, I think is so important because it's like, I remember that. I remember the same thing. You know, you talk to like, you know, one of your heroes and they're like, I don't really got time for you. It's like, oh man, that sucks. Um, But yeah, (laughs) yeah. I had one of those, well, at least now doing this whole video game um game development thing uh getting to talk to one of these guys who are just like i I see them as just you know being up there making it and you know making their game known and everything and uh for them to just take the time to stop what they're doing you know they've got work they've got family they're doing this development thing and then you know they cut out time just just you know hey how are things going i saw you you know you're doing this and everything it's just like man this person is you know just taking the time to 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 check up on you know us you know i see myself as you know lower end and everything dude yeah that's awesome that's that's cool it makes a huge difference man it just encourages you it revitalizes your energy it's just like oh man you know and you want to do it for other people you know yeah absolutely being relational and being intentional yeah, you know, it's crazy how much that does for the next person. All, yeah, and it, it comes at a cost to you sometimes. Sometimes it's like, man, I might not have the energy today, but I need to because you just don't know what that does for the next guy. So now I'll, I've got your um, your trailer here uh, for your game, just kind of on one of my screens. Yeah, yeah, and it says, you know, it's coming to Steam this year. So yeah. you feel pretty good about that. I mean. Yeah, um, you know, like I said, we finished the game last year in April. It's just been trying to clean up the glitches, the bugs, and then just kind of making it known to people. Um, so the game, you know, we're we're pushing for end of end of December um, of 2023, and so Heck yeah, we th- we're thinking over the course of this year if we can get people involved, you know, get good feedback. Um, you know, the people that, that have been such a huge support, um, they've been, you know, Hey, what do you think about this? And they're like, I've said before, you know, I, I like telling a story, but man, when people start giving input and this is from everywhere, I mean, I've had infantry dudes, you know, I've had, you know, people from, you know, the local church people from, you know, even my daughter, she was like, you know, we, we had this one, if you got to play the demo at all during the testing stage, like when the character gets hit the the entire screen kind of goes red it kind of blinks and everything and it goes back to to normal and everything my daughter my oldest one she was like you know what what if you did something like you know the zelda blinking thing where it's just the character that blinks i'm like man i did not think of that you are so wise for being such a kid <laughs> and so you know i implemented some of the those things and so really just kind of making um getting people's input and having them um feel like they're part of the whole development process i think is more um, satisfying for me um you know getting their insight and they're like wow you made that change i didn't think you you know would do that you know and so it's it's been pretty cool that's awesome that's really cool yeah so i have downloaded the demo from itch.io nice 
So you sent me, you sent me the link. I've got it downloaded. And I, unfortunately, God, I wish being a terrible host, I wish I could have played beforehand, you know, uh, but I've got it. I've got it downloaded. I've never downloaded anything from itch.io. So I did spend some time on there. Like, wow, there's a ton of stuff here. I didn't realize this was a platform where you could just, you know, upload your stuff like that and have so much, I guess, opportunity. I mean, that's, that's yeah, a really, yeah. really neat place. So I've heard of games being on itch.io. And I think there was one point in time, there was like the COVID-19 uh, bundle on Humble Bundle where you could spend like 14 bucks and you got like 100 games from there. Yeah, yeah. It might have been more. Uh, one of our co-hosts, she bought it. You know, she was the one that told us about it. And I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. But I just, I didn't, I didn't understand what that platform was, man. And so just kind of playing around on there. So, but yeah, dude, um, if it's cool, I would like to put the link for that into the show notes and then give the you know, community the opportunity to download it. And yeah, that would be out. awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, that's... Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that that demo is supposed to be released here this weekend. And so, um, you know, the the one that we sent to you is it's already been updated like tremendously from, you know, the one I sent you. And so we're we're looking forward to kind of putting that out um, just kind of already with all new updates and everything. With it. And Heck so yeah, man, that's awesome. I think so this is going to be the, the ready to go release for the demo. That's really, that's really cool. That's really cool. So now when you say we a lot, is your wife um, helping you or do you have other people on your team? Um, so, you know, I've always told people when they ask me about that is like, yes, I've been doing the the development stage, but there it's impossible to do really. I feel like anything on your own, you need that support system in your life. And so, um, you know, I've had, I always tell people you should always have a Paul a Barnabas and a Timothy in your life, somebody that's mentoring you, somebody who is, you know, traveling the journey with you. And then somebody that you're also investing in and mentoring. And so, um, so I have, um, you know, several different people in my life who, who, uh, who have invested in me, who have taken the time to, to, uh, minister to me, minister to my family. And so I, I include them in that. Um, I include a lot of the supporters in that too. Um, you know, one of, one of the guys is actually one of my close friends, um, uh, back when I was stationed in, uh, Washington. Um, he is actually the voice for the lion. And so he, uh, he actually came and visited me up in, in, while I was in Poland, he came and you know, visited and, and got to, to steal me away, away for a little bit. And, um, he got Again, to play man. through the game when it was like in that raw stage. And, um, but yeah, having, having people, you know, in this, this, you know, I don't see it as a just me thing. Um, uh, cause there's no way I could have done it without having those people that, you know, God's placed in my life. Heck yeah, dude. That's awesome. Are you still there? Yep, yep, I'm okay, here. Cool. Okay, cool. It made a weird noise, so I thought I lost you for a second. So, <laughs> so awesome. Well, that's cool. Well, that's really that's really great, man. And I'm really glad that I got the opportunity to talk to you. Um, I'm going to take all of the links to everything you have, your social medias, your YouTube, and and the demo and all that stuff. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Uh, is there anything else you want to share? Is there anything else you want to kind of put out there while I while I still have you? We went way over the amount of time that I oh it is totally fine brother it's totally fine you know I, I appreciate the time and just you know you taking the time to to really um 
you know, work with me and, and hear from, from me, you know, it's definitely been a blessing to kind of get to know you on a, on a deeper level and seeing how many things we have in, in common. In common yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, uh, that's been just such a blessing and man, I just, I pray so much favor and blessing over your family and, um, super excited to see what, you know, what God's going to do in your life through this. And, uh, hopefully, you know, praying that, that God willing will do something through, through this game and, uh, you know, be able to, to just, if nothing else, challenge somebody. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Well, well, man, I really appreciate you coming on. This has been, this has been super exciting. I hope that we will have you on again soon. Um, I would love to, anytime you've got a big update, anytime you've got a new demo or something that you say, Hey, I need some eyes on this. Feel free to come on here. We'll talk about your game. If there's a game that you've played that you want to talk about, maybe something that you're just like, dude, I was you're just going through the Ocarina of Time again. I just really want to just <laughs> dive into it. Just let me know, man. This platform is definitely available to you. Uh, we And we we have several people that I reached out to, had them on the show once or twice, you know, and then now they're getting to be rotating. You know, I've just... <laughs> You know, we have good conversation. We come on, we got some similar interests and we talk about this hobby that we share and we, uh, yeah. you know, and all the different facets that we're all involved in it. So, well, uh, I definitely, I, I'm sorry. I'm go ahead. No, you're, you're totally good. Yeah. I'm just, oh, I was going to say, you know, I know you're, you're getting into the, the voice acting, um, you know, area, especially in, in game and development, man, I'd love to have you, um, be one of our voices. Um, there's, there's quite a few, um, that I can think of. And uh, I'd love to run those ideas by you someday, one of these times when you got some time and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Absolutely. I would love to do it. I mean, that's something that I told you before that I'm, I'm, I'm pursuing and I would love to get involved in any way possible. So we'll definitely, you know, we'll stay in contact. We'll have that conversation and uh, I've got a whole, <laughs> I've got the whole setup. So whatever you need me to do, oh, sweet deal. You know, I can totally make that happen. So well, man, this was uh, this was a lot of fun. I'm really glad we were able to have this conversation. I, thought I told you 30 minutes, and here we are over an hour later total. So <laughs> good times, good I times. Appreciate, yeah, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate your family uh, being able to let us borrow you for a little while because you know everything comes at a cost. So yes, so definitely. So what we're gonna do? Set apart studios. Um, we're gonna have all that stuff in the bio in the show notes uh the land between is the game guys be on the lookout steam 2023 oh one more question that i meant to ask and i i, can't, I have it written down right beside me i know you s- said steam is where you're going to start are you interested in putting it out on any other platforms is that something that you're looking into or is that too early in the process yes yeah, so the the hope and the goal is to get it funded to where we can get it onto other platforms um, that's the push. Um, that's what a lot of people have been asking for. You know, you know, they're asking, can, can we get it on, you know, PlayStation? I've had people test it all with the switch controller. They're like, Hey, can we, would it be possible to get it on Nintendo switch and stuff? And so, um, if, if God's willing and, and he opens doors, that's, that's, that's the hope and the goal, but, um, we're just kind of, um, laying it at his feet and just, uh, hoping that, uh, it goes in the direction he wants. So. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely be be looking forward to that one for sure. So that would be really awesome. And, you know, anytime there's an opportunity to get trophies, your boy is ready to go. So nice. <laughs> trophies and achievements, I'm all about it. So and that's another thing too, our community. They we have a, a vast community of trophy and achievement hunters. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Matter of fact, one of the the number one trophy hunter in Australia 
and one of the top achievement hunters in the world, uh, were co-hosts on the show. Oh, that's so, so awesome. For for a long time, yeah, we 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 controlled the trophy hunters of Australia because we had CJ as our co-host. So <laughs> it's definitely some that definitely uh, cool stuff. So man, super excited for you. Uh really excited to play your game. And again, doors always open. I appreciate you coming on here. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Loot Bros podcast. Do not forget the land between Steam 2023. We appreciate your time and we're out of here. It's the Loot Bros podcast. We're going to talk about video games and mow your grass. Loot Bros podcast. We're going to talk about butts and slurp and penises. So stay Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of the Trophy Rarity Update. Um, I'll try to uh, keep the, the timings slightly less than last week, if possible, if at all possible. Um, I don't want to be upsetting Tricky again, um, so we'll jump straight into it. I hope you're all enjoying it. Um, and as it seems customary to do so, we will start at the bottom of the table. Um it is a little bit as you were at the, the bottom of the table um, for the, the bottom three. Um, so in 24th place, we have one Platzak um, yet to score a point or a trophy this year. Um, his latest his latest trophy was in My Name is Mayo 2. Unfortunately, he was unable to complete that game. It's sat on his profile half finished. So Potentially, that finger bashing um, could have broken his crossburn, which uh, would explain why he hasn't been using his PlayStation. However, interesting developments. Um, I did notice he was online on his PS4 this evening, so uh, he might be um, might be getting back into the swing of things. We will wait and see what happens over the next week. So he is firmly rooted to the bottom on zero points. Um, Next up in 23rd place is Kalai. Um, she sat second from bottom. Uh, didn't earn any points. Uh, sorry, didn't earn any trophies. She did earn points this week, thanks to some legacy trophies she must have earned. She earned three points. Um, she, looking at her profile, she is playing Ghost of Tsushima, which she seems to have done for quite a while. Um, but looking at it, all being well, she should have that complete by May. 2025. She's on five points. Next up, 22nd, Darth Knight. Looking at when he last earned a trophy, which was New Year's Day, it could be uh, that he's recovering from those New Year's Day celebrations. No trophies this week, but four points from Legacy, so bringing him on a total of seven. Um, hopefully we can start seeing... Um, some movement by, by Valentine's Day. That would be a, a nice goal. And then we enter the people who are earning trophies and are earning points, albeit next in line, 21st place is Tross 0726. Interesting thing, backstory a little bit about this and this participant. Um, I don't even know whether Tross knows that he's in this competition or not. He messaged 
also should put a post on one of the trophy horse threads asking to be a part of uh, Tricky's league table that he does on his um, trophy horse podcast. I inadvertently took that as being wanting to be part of the rarity contest, um, added him, did all his stats, and it was only after that point, after two weeks, that I realised I'd read it wrong. Um, but So he might not even know whether he's participating in this or not, but I've added him in. I can't be asked to take him out. So whether he likes it or not, he's in for the long haul, um, and he is playing a bit of dead space. Um not, I mean, his, his rarest trophy this week is 88.09%, so nothing too impressive there. But, you know, it's three points this week, 11 points in total. So uh, well done, Trot, if you if you are listening and do know whether you're in this or not. Good luck. Next up in 20th place, uh, yeah, 20th place is Departed 570. Um Back from holiday, looking to make gains. Um, nice little plat in The Last of Us, part one. Um, 24 points this week. Total of 33. Um, but Light Tross has been playing Dead Space remake. And his rarest trophy is Wishbone, which is uh, 24.66%. Next up is Tricky Mick. Um, I mean... What do we say about Tricky this week? Um, again, no qualifying trophies, yet does make 15 points to bring it into a total of 41. Um, rarest trophy is down from about 88%. He's actually got that down substantially to 55.20. Funnily enough, he messaged me to say he thought he got a rare trophy, but Numbnuts was looking at the uh, PSN rarity and not the uh, PSM profiles rarity so uh, unlucky um, but yeah he is, he's definitely the weakest of those trophy whores um, hosts when it comes to trophy legitimacy or trophy rarity whatever you call it but I'm telling you something you all know anyway water is wet and all that so uh, yeah Next up is Riley, uh, the brain, 76. Quiet week for him, three points, bringing him to a total of 43. Um, not played a great deal, started a couple of games this week, but uh, much like the rest of his profile, they're incomplete. 28.90% um, completion. Um, not uh, not the greatest, um, but yeah, it's at least it's something. That's all we can say. It's something. Um, and he was playing a bit of "We Were Here Together." And live entertainment was his rarest trophy at forty-eight point two six percent. Next up, we got Stink Palm Jared. Um, it was an okay week for Jared. Nothing too. Great, nothing too bad. 11 points, total of 53. Um, playing a bit of Among Us. I can be your angle, 13.59%. Um, yeah, so it's it's not too bad. It could be worse, could be better. A bit like his uh, Amber Heard rhymes, really, in that regard. So, uh, yeah, so he's 53 points. Um, 
Next up is Diego, who is actually separated the little love triangle that had been going on between Homer, Jared, and Riley. Those two were, in, those three, I should say, were inseparable, all contests, but now Diego has come between them um, and they've disrupted their little threesome that they've had going on. So Diego has been making gains. He's actually, um, he was slow start. He joined a little bit uh, late, a week or so, week or so late, um, but he looks like he's back earning his customary two platinums a week. So I'm sure he'll be looking to creep up the table. Um, so, yeah, this guy, this guy plays games. So watch out for him, those people that are uh, above him currently, because it may not last. He had 25 points this week. And his rarest trophy was the platinum in the Caliso protocol. So well done on that milestone. Um, next up, Homer has had a, uh, a little jump up. Um, I think he thought it was going to be a little bit better than what it was. Um, a lot of effort goes into that platinum for Infamous, but not reflected in the points that he's earned. Only seven points this week. Um but like I said, he has broken free of the handholding of Jared and um, and Riley. So, um, but yeah, so his little trip back to uh, back to two thousand and eight didn't prove that fruitful. To be fair, but with only seven points again, it gave him a total of fifty nine. I think he's going to be starting Brink next week. Sadak. Um, Dual console player. I thought he'd be a bit higher than this, if I'm honest. Um, sort of towards the lower end of the table. Um, I'd look. I'd look him in on the Loot Bros leaderboards, both on the Xbox side and the PlayStation side. Um, top five in both. Um, plays a lot of shit by the looks of it. Um, hence, probably why he sat sort of below mid table. You know, not many qualifying trophies um, and. But he only scored five points this week, so he is a little bit of a gap between him and Homer. He's on eighty-three, playing a game I've never ever heard of in my life. My first practice: Hatsune Miku Project Diva Future Tone. Hmm, maybe wait for a sale on that one. Um, next up is MZ Nitro. Um, poor week by his standards, really. Seventeen points but he has got into the triple figure he's, he's entered the triple figure 100 points he is on 100 points uh, his rarest trophy was forging my own path in wwe 2k22 15.79 percent and he has like i mentioned in the write-up this little bromance with daryl where they keep swapping places oh you no, you take over no no no, no. honestly you take over so this time he has fallen behind Daryl this week. I'm sure he'll be uh, um, catching up. But that is if he did say he struggled with his internet. Um, but that's what happens if you don't pay your bills. So uh, get that sorted and you might go past Daryl again. So as we move on, so Daryl. Um, slow start really for Daryl. I've expected a little bit more from him, if I'm honest. However, 27 points is nothing to be sniffed at. Um, it's a shame, really, that this contest isn't 
involved in um, well, we don't offer points for uh, trawling through boxer shorts in Outback Barns to pick up DVD copies of Batman v Superman. If that was the case, Daryl would be winning hands down. Unfortunately, it's not. So we are going to have to stick to playing games and uh, Daryl needs to do that a bit more rather than um, going out looking for looking for them, perhaps. But... Uh, Again, he's gone down a trip down memory lane with his rarest trophy playing Dead Space 2, the nanny. 19.32%. Ahead of Daryl is another of the Loot Bros hosts, um, Joseph, Mr. TMNT, and another one of the uh, group's Platinum Dodgers. Um, completion rate of 29.10% on his PSN profiles and his last pla- last platinum actually was back in uh, September in Trailer's Revenge um, and with a name like Mr. TMNT84 if you don't get the platinum in Trailer's Revenge you know you're going to have some serious questions asked of yourself um, looks like he has started another three games this week and trophies in all of them um, and that has given him a 36 point increase and he's now pulling away from Daryl slightly he's on 148 points with a latest trophy in Cobra Kai 2 more rats at 13.7% next up a drop Um, Corey um, again another late starter to the competition uh, after the first week of him playing looked like he would be a serious threat to the top table I think it was 111 points he had um, his game time looks to be have, have been limited certainly this week um, but it is quite fitting that um, him and Joe are next to each other so they've uh, seen as they, they do a lot of gaming together um, a lot of other things together I guess as well but um, yeah he's doing a bit of um, World War Z and his rare trophy was waste of time, thirteen point two four percent. Let me see where, how many we on? Okay, top ten now, and top ten is JT. Um, it's well, what do I say about JT? I mean, it took him three weeks to work out, you know, basically wake up and smell the coffee and realize how the competition actually worked. Um, but since he achieved that milestone. Um, he's been flying, to be fair. Um, he's got an abundance of ultra rares at, at nine, which I think is the most in the uh, competition. Um, and he's making sort of good gains at the table. He had um, 22 points, bringing him to 100, 157 uh, for the week. Um, Treasure Hunter and King Hearts Melody of Memory was his rarest. Um so yeah, so he is looking good unless I make any rule changes and it takes him another three months to work out what has gone on. Not sounds very he wasn't tenth, he was ninth. Did himself did him out of a position. So um up into uh, eighth, and that is yield. Um Yield is what did the yield do? Yield, mod, yeah, fairly moderate week for him. Thirty-two points. Um, probably suffered from sticking his eight hundred ninety-seventh hour into uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Um, that probably caused him to uh, 
not earn as many points. Um, but on the plus side, still living on the uh, on the accolade of having the rarest trophy of the contest, which obviously is a notable achievement in its own right. Um, can he make a push to the uh, catch up his trophy hall co-host? Um, well, one thing's for sure, the other one won't be catching him. But um, again, like last week, he had a rarest trophy in the final station. It was, I can't remember what it was last week. This is this time it's Bob's story. It was another guy's story last time, but this is Bob's 7.86%. Um, next up, CJ. And CJ has this unbelievable knack of sniffing out spam that still qualifies somehow. I don't know how he does it here, but it's it's a pretty remarkable asset to have. Um, I sort of liken it to the sense a tramp would have of smelling over, smelling out leftover chips, you know, 3am on a sort of, after following a Saturday night out or something. Yeah, but uh, he does it. He's had 46 points this week. He's up to 228 points now. So he's uh, putting those, uh, he is putting those figures in, which you'd expect from number one trophy hunter in Australia. Um, his rarest trophy was Peerless Marksman um, in Forspoken, 12.75%. Um, next up was Marky Fraser. So, Took me four weeks to actually tag. I kept re- referring to it as Marky Fraser, but I didn't realise he was actually in the group as Mark Fraser. So on me that is. But yeah, it took me four weeks to tag him um, because that's how long it took him to pluck up the courage to post on one of the threads to let me know. But there we go. Um, obviously, as a platted MotoGP 22, and obviously it was must have been that good. He's actually gone back to the past and started a MotoGP 2019. Um I would have probably done them the other way around if it was me personally. Um, but anyway, each to their own. Um, he's also started another game, which I, yeah, I'm very interested in, Football Manager 2023. Um, that game nearly ruined my life in 1997. Um, but that's another story. Um, but he had 64 points um, this week, which is a really good good amount, 231 points in total, so three points ahead of CJ. And he had a really good trophy, rare trophy at 2.0% in Gems of War. Um, bit of a surprise, this one. You might, uh, when you've looked at this league table, you might be surprised to see this name down in fifth place, and that is Dupes25. And as I predicted a couple of weeks ago, when he got his Persona 4 Golden Trophies, I said there might be some decay, and obviously lo and behold, his ultra-rare trophies have dropped quicker than Officer Megan Olds knickers after a staff social, and uh, and that is what has dropped him out of the top three. Um, you know, maybe, maybe next week he ought to concentrate on putting some miles in his controller rather than the miles in his legs, um, judging by his face, but... But um, minus 33 points. I never thought I'd see as figure as low as that. But yeah, minus 33 has killed him. He's down, not up, he's down to 277 points. And uh, it's quite an achievement in itself, actually, to be that low. Um, and at that current rate of scoring, 
the likes of Tricky Homer and Jared sort of may overtake him sometime in June. Um, his rarest trophy of the week was Reunion in Dead Space remake, another one on the, the Dead Space, Dead Space uh, train. Number four, for me. So I've dropped again. Um, another play I've dropped last week, I've dropped again this week. Um, and I've actually had a good week. I did, I did 78 points. I've dropped the place. Um, it could have been better, but, you know, my sales director has been off, so I've been filling in, working the weekends, working evenings. I've had to go up to London sort of twice um, for sort of an overnight stay for two days last week. So, I mean, I could there could be excuses, but... You know, I don't want to make excuses because the old adage, this is, you know, my boss taught me this saying, and he, you know, excuses are like assholes. Everyone's got one and they all stink. So we move on. We don't make excuses. We move on and I'll try and be better next week. And, uh, yeah, try to try and increase that. But I'm on 337 points. So, and I'm kind of in between. I'm like miles away from third place and I'm, quite a way away from fourth as well, who we won 277. But my rare trophy was practice makes perfect in kickoff revival. And that, by the way, was by accident. I When I was up in London, I took a Vita with me just on the off chance. And I went to the gym at six o'clock in the morning, having breakfast at eight, meeting, meeting one of the directors. And uh, so I went back to the room about half seven. I had a shower and quickly just I had 10 minutes to kill to put the Vita on. I thought, well, is there anything I could play? And I just put on this, the kickoff, which I hadn't played since 2017, looking at the trophy card. And suddenly I just sort of popped about three trophies, all, around, all decent, like as well, ultra rare or very rare. So that bailed me out big time on the other hand. So, yeah, so that's my rarest trophy of the contest as well, by the way. So next up is third place and... It's Alex from Trophy Horse. Um, really strong showing from Alex this week. 123 points. Um, his policy of um, adopting the ploy of playing games suited to this contest, PS Plus, PS Extra. Well, actually, it's not PS Extra. PS Plus only at the moment because it can't be PS Extra because Tricky hasn't delivered on his... Uh, Christmas presents that he said he was getting, you know, he said that live on the show that he was getting yield and Alex, but uh, we're in February now, by the way. So two months they've been waiting for their Christmas presents. So uh, yeah, if he gets that, he may get even more points, more rare trophies, but he has got a decent one in Axiom Verge 2, which was obviously a PS Plus offering last week. Um, Yeah, so I wonder... What will be next for uh, for Alex? Number two, he was last week's number one, and it's Redbeard Rick. And he is a bit of a surprise that he dropped down. Um, I thought he'd be, once he got to the top, he'd probably be, uh, be staying there. Um, but he has been overtaken, and we'll come to that in a moment. But... Um, 76 points, so still a decent showing. Um, but uh, one thing you might not know about Rick, actually, is um, if you're not friends with him on Facebook, is that he likes to share some of his beloved 
classic films with his with his son on a Saturday night. They, they have a nice little takeaway, a pizza or something, a nice nice dessert, and they they're watching a classic film. So, judging though by his recently played games, Arkham City and Skyrim for about the sixteenth time, perhaps Groundhog Day could be uh, your next film to enjoy together. But his rarest trophy is uh, Liberation in sixty seconds. So at two point eight three, and again that is his rarest trophy of the contest as well. Anyway, so Meese Goatslot, also known as George Smith, again I only found that out this week that that was his real name. I didn't realise he was in the group either, but I kept referring to him as Meese Goatslot, which was stupid because I don't. It's a bit of a stupid name. I don't know what it means, but um, but I'll call it whatever he wants to call it. But. So yeah, he he he, pro- he said he reckoned he could get to the top, and he has got to the top. He's seven points clear of Rick on four hundred and seventeen. Rick's on four hundred and ten. I forgot to mention that he had one hundred and thirteen points this week. Um, so really, really good, good showing. Um, uh, what makes it even more impressive is that he obviously has an aversion to uh, ultra rare trophies because he's on zero so far which is on a par with Tricky and Kalai and not the people you want to be associated with in this type of contest. Um, however, that's off to the lad because to get to 417 points with no additional ultra rares is, uh, is quite an achievement. So well done to him. Um, that's the league table. Um, so hopefully um, everyone's happy with that. Would I'll just quick, this has gone on for already too long. It's gone on longer than, what, than the last one. Someone joked earlier saying, oh, it should be 22 minutes. We're already at 24. So apologies. I'm just going to have to get him to stick it in at the end, aren't I? Um, so top five rarest trophies. I'll try to be quick on this one. Top five rarest trophies of the week, starting in reverse order, is uh, number five is Mies Goats a lot, or George. Super hot, stand ready. And that was get red ending in every level of the speed runner T challenge. Number four was Alex in 100% Apocalypse Flasks in Axiom Verge 2 at 4.414%. Yeah. Find all Apocalypse Flasks. Number three, Liberation in 60 seconds by Rick at 2.83%, which was Rescue Someone from the Bandits. And at number two, well, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you, Marky Fraser. But Gems of War, 2.80, and that was for reaching 40,000 total underworld renown, whatever that means, no idea. Um, Number one, my accidental um, trophy in Practice Makes Perfect on Kickoff Revival at 1.97%. So that brings, for the top five various trophies of 2023, we've got a couple of new additions. So... Five, it's still JT with his uh, Team Sonic Race and Platinum. Rick just replaces his 60 seconds trophy with Liberation by knocking 0.003 off it or something. Um, Marky Fraser is at three with 2.0 with what he's just achieved. Well, I'm happy for you in Gems of War. Again, just knocking a little fraction off that. I come in at number two with my kickoff revival, but Yield still has the 1.15% um, rare, rarest trophy on deep space, deep deep space, deep rock galactic for earn, earn silver promotions for all dwarves. Um, and then the final thing is just to go through the um, platinum. So 
not as many last this week as there was last week. Um, and some of them are, I mean, they're not the most impressive list of platinums that I've ever seen. So I'll start with the least rare. I'd have, I was I was in two minds whether to um, whether to include this one or not, but looking at the rest of his profile, I thought this was I've got to I've got to go for it because it's the best of a uh, bad bunch. But Sadek in my name is Mayo Three. It's a ninety seven point oh seven percent platinum rate. Um, next is Diego uh, doing Super Stardust Portable on sixty seven point one eight. Departed five seventy for the Last of Us Part One, so forty eight forty. Diego again for the Callisto Protocol. So that's a quite a nice one. The last two are nice ones, aren't they? The last of us part one and Callisto Protocol. Um Mies Goats a lot, 21.16 for doing the Trine Enchanted Edition Platinum. And the rarest platinum of the week in the group was by Homer to get his seven points all week. In Infamous, 10.61%. So there you have it. Well done to everybody who got the got a platinum this week, and well done to everybody for participating. Sorry, it's long again. I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it shorter next time. Inside the ground. One life to live and then we die. Will we leave a 
his own and never stop for anyone Take a look back, are you proud of what you've done? One life to live, we can't afford to mess around As we stand in silence, our country crashes to the ground I'll fight for freedom and truth, there's always freedom in you The only one that can save us from all the bad that we do Yeah, what if I was this, what if I was that? Would you let me work and it change the facts? What if I walked out the door and never came back? Would it make you happy, you appreciate that? You look me in my face and say you don't love me Can I change something, can I change something, can I change something? Tell me your heart is beating, but you don't deserve it You tell me I'm never good enough and you want me perfect I try and be a good man, I guess I'm allergic Guess I'm allergic, guess I'm allergic and I'm nervous I fight this battle with you every day and night I try to see the light, but it don't come in sight Your words drag me to the floor, there's gotta be more God, there's gotta be more, gotta be more to this life